Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. He's helped me to transform, to be transformed into the image of God, which is God's purpose for my life. I have the faith now to be able to stand through anything that I go through. I know that I'm going to come out victorious on the other side because of what I've learned through this ministry. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach from this brand new book I've put out entitled, More Grace, More Favor. I tell you, this has been powerful. These are some of the truths that are like foundation things in my life. And I've said this before, it's kind of hard to teach on humility, which is the key to more grace. I've been using those verses out of 1 Peter chapter 5 and James chapter 4, that he gives more grace. Therefore, humble yourself to receive this grace. And it's kind of hard to teach on this because people think, well, have you arrived? No, I haven't arrived. I'm still dealing with these things. I hadn't arrived, but I've left. And these are some of the truths that God has been using big time in my life. And you know, the scripture says that before honor is humility. Most people want the honor, but they want to bypass the humility part. But this is the way, God's way up in his kingdom is to humble yourself and go down. To be great in the kingdom of God, you've got to be the servant of all is what Jesus said. So I've been teaching on this. This is the end of my second week, and I've probably got a couple of more weeks to go on this, but this book uh, is really powerful. It's a brand new book. And what I'm talking about today, I also was on this yesterday, is contained in this little book entitled Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief. This is just like one of the chapters in this book. But for those of you who get either the book, the CDs, or the DVDs, we'll throw in this little booklet that deals with this one topic about self-centeredness, the source of all grief, and that'll be our gift to you. So I've been using this verse in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10, that says, Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. And I've had to redefine pride because a lot of people think pride is just like arrogancy. Well, that is pride, but it's like a stick. That's one end of the stick. The other end, but still the same stick, is low self-esteem false humility where you put yourself down and don't allow yourself to ever think anything good about yourself. That is pride. If you spell the word pride, P-R-I-D-E, the center of that is I. Self-centeredness is the source of all of the grief in our life. And according to this verse, it's the source of all of our contention and strife. Now, those are big statements but they're absolutely true. And if we would do what the scripture says, Paul said he is crucified with Christ. It's not him living, it's Christ living in him. Jesus said we have to die to ourselves. Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse one, that we have to become a living sacrifice. And if you get to where you crawl off the throne of your life, and it's not all about you and satisfying your desires and your lust and you always coming out on top. Jesus said it this way, no greater love hath any man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends. The greatest manifestation of love is when you sacrifice yourself for another. And this is what every one of us is called to do, is to give up our life 
to become a living sacrifice, dead to ourselves and alive to God. We literally lay our life down for God. And when you do that and you quit living for yourself, when you crawl off that throne and put God on the throne and make Him and His will for you more important than your desires, then you know what? It will change the way you respond to the rejection, the criticism, the persecution of other people. The only reason you respond the way you do is because you are so alive and committed to yourself. When you die to yourself, it changes your whole outlook on life. You know, my son just sent me something yesterday. Matter of fact, I've got this on my phone. I, hopefully my television department can take this off of my phone. I don't know if there's copyright deal. If they can't do it, fine. But anyway, he sent me this thing that was four rows of rectangles and lines. And he says, can you see any circles in here? And I mean, Jamie and I looked at that thing for a long time and never could see any circles. And finally, he, he sent us another thing where he had uh, shown us where the circles were. And once you saw, it was amazing. There were 16 circles in these 16 rectangles. And I couldn't see them. But once you see them, they're just there. It depends on how you look at things. And you know, this is what I'm trying to say is that if you are looking at life through what is good for me, what is going to protect me, I've got to protect myself. I've got to promote myself, even at the expense of other people, whatever it takes. If I don't promote me, nobody else will. If that's the paradigm, the worldview that you have, you are going to see everything in one light. But when you die to yourself and you get to where God, it's all about you and whatever will advance your kingdom, whatever will promote you, whatever your will is, even if it looks like it's going to work to my own detriment, I'm willing to do that. When you get that attitude, it's like you see things different. All of a sudden, those circles just pop out. You see things in a totally different light than you've seen them before. And it was there for all, everybody to see. But when you are into selfishness, it blinds you. It blinds you to reason. Selfishness just makes you to where you mentally, your elevator doesn't go to the top floor. It just, everything is skewed when you're just looking at things from your own perspective. You know, I believe in capital punishment because Genesis chapter 9, the Lord told Noah after the flood, he told him what to do. And he says, if a person sheds blood, then his blood has to be shed by a man. There's multiple reasons for that. But one of the obvious ones is that it's a deterrent to other people. The death penalty is a deterrent. So anyway, I'm not excited about capital punishment, but I believe in it based on Scripture. And yet one time I was watching a television program and I don't even know how I got on it, but they were against capital punishment and they were trying to talk you out of it. So what they did was take a man who was in prison for rape and murder and they showed his prison cell and they put on this real sad, melancholy music, which, you know, that affects your attitude and, and your emotions. You begin to feel this guy's pain. It showed him sitting there with his you know, head propped up like this on his thing. And he was just looking depressed and he was on his jail cell and he was in solitary confinement and they showed his little eight by eight or eight by 10 cubicle, whatever it was. And here was a toilet and a, and a sink over here. And it was just, it was depressing looking and then depressing music. 
And then they showed, you know, they went down the hall to where the gas chamber or the place that they were going to perform the execution. He was on death row. And they showed all of this and they started talking about it. And then to top it all off, they went back and showed this guy's baby pictures. And, you know, it's hard to look at a baby and think someday society is going to kill this baby. Regardless of what he's done, it's just terrible to think that some innocent little child is somehow or another going to be put to death on purpose. And they showed him growing up and they showed him, you know, he had on a little cowboy outfit and riding a stick horse and stuff. And they showed all of these things. But then they showed that he had been sexually abused when he was a child. He had this rejection. He had been in and out of jail. And they showed the poverty and the pain and all of these things that he had gone through. And then they showed all of this sad situation that he found himself in. And even though I believed in capital punishment, looking at that, I thought, man, God, there's got to be some other way. This is just such a terrible thing to do to a person. And I was feeling that. And yet, Based on what I knew of Scripture, I was thinking, but it's what the Word of God prescribes. And I was trying to harmonize these two opposing feelings. And while I was thinking about it, the Lord just spoke to me and He says, what would happen if you took the exact same people watching this television program? And what would happen if they showed the girl who was raped and murdered, if they showed her baby pictures? And they showed her growing up and playing with, you know, dolls or playing with friends and going to her prom and doing things and, and her dreams. Maybe she was engaged to somebody and she was having dreams of a family and starting a family and all of these things. And then some pervert comes into her life and for his own sexual gratification, he rapes her and then isn't even man enough to face what he had done and face the music and he kills her trying to cover up his crime. What if you took the exact same people watching this program about him and showed them a program about the girl that was raped and murdered? The exact same people would turn into a vigilante committee. Many of them wouldn't have even believed in capital punishment, but after seeing this terrible thing, man, they would have gone, they would have been having feelings and wanting to go out and lynch the guy, string him up from a tree. And what the Lord was showing me through that is it just depends on whose perspective you're looking at. If you are looking at things through a, the eye of self, and always thinking about self, I've got to promote self, take care of self, protect self. If that is your paradigm that you see the world through, it's like looking at that uh, diagram or those images that I was talking about, the rectangles. You'll just see the rectangles, the straight lines. You won't see the circles. But when you quit looking at things through a selfish lens and you get to thinking about the other person, God, why are they doing what they're doing? What is their problem? I don't feel like I've caused this. What is it that's in them? And you get to thinking about the other person. You'll see things completely differently. It will literally diffuse that bomb that is on the inside of you when you get to seeing things through the eyes of another person. You know, my brother, he's, uh, I've always really loved my brother and respected him, but he had a temper. And I remember sometimes that he beat me badly. But he would always come back. And, and when he came to himself, when his emotion was over, he says, I'm sorry. I didn't think about what I was doing to you. You know what that's doing? It's validating this scripture. 
ONLY BY PRIDE COMES CONTENTION. HE WAS JUST THINKING ABOUT HIMSELF. I HAD DONE SOMETHING THAT RUBBED HIM THE WRONG WAY. HE WASN'T THINKING ABOUT ME. HE WAS THINKING ABOUT HIMSELF. WHEN THE EMOTION PASSES AND HE SEES THE DAMAGE THAT HE DID TO ME OR TO OTHER PEOPLE, THEN HE SAYS, I'M SORRY. THAT'S VALIDATING THIS, THAT HE WAS ONLY THINKING ABOUT IT FROM HIS PERSPECTIVE. I'M TELLING YOU, YOU CAN GET TO A PLACE TO WHERE YOU SEE THINGS FROM THE OTHER PERSON'S PERSPECTIVE. I HAD A WOMAN THAT WORKED FOR ME, AND IT'S A LONG STORY. I HAVEN'T GOT TIME TO GO THROUGH THE WHOLE THING. BUT THIS WOMAN uh, CAME TO WORK FOR ME, AND HER MARRIAGE WAS A TOTAL WRECK. MATTER OF FACT, THE WAY THAT I MEANT THIS WOMAN, HER HUSBAND HAD TAKEN A BUTCHER KNIFE TO HER AND HAD TRIED TO KILL HER AND HER TWO CHILDREN. SHE HAD TWO CHILDREN BY A PREVIOUS MARRIAGE. AND HE FORBID THE KIDS TO EVER COME OUT OF THE BASEMENT. THEY CAME UP INTO THE... Uh, UPSTAIRS TO GET SOMETHING OUT OF THE REFRIGERATOR, AND HE THREATENED TO KILL THEM. AND SO ANYWAY, I MEANT THEM ALL OUT ON THE LAWN. THE POLICE WERE THERE uh, SEPARATING THEM. AND THE PEOPLE WHO HAD JUST LED THIS WOMAN TO THE LORD JUST A WEEK OR TWO BEFORE THIS WERE TELLING HER THAT SHE DOESN'T HAVE TO LIVE WITH THAT MAN. AND SHE DIDN'T HAVE TO. I'M NOT TELLING YOU THAT YOU HAVE TO STAY IN AN ABUSIVE RELATIONSHIP. THE SCRIPTURE SAYS, IF YOUR MATE IS PLEASED TO DWELL WITH YOU, LET HIM NOT DEPART. AND SO THEY BROUGHT HER TO ME AND THEY SAID, TELL HER SHE DOESN'T HAVE TO DWELL WITH HIM. AND I SAID, WELL, YOU DON'T HAVE TO DWELL WITH HIM. HE'S NOT PLEASED TO DWELL WITH YOU, OBVIOUSLY, SO YOU'RE FREE TO GO IF YOU WANT TO. BUT THE WAY I SAID IT, SHE LOOKED AT ME AND SHE SAYS, BUT... AND I SAID, BUT IT'S JUST THE DEVIL IN HIM THAT MAKES HIM ACT THE WAY HE DOES. AND I SAID, YOU'VE GOT GOD ON THE INSIDE OF YOU NOW. YOU COULD OVERCOME THAT. GREATER IS HE THAT'S IN YOU THAN HE THAT'S IN THE WORLD. AND SO THIS WOMAN SAYS, YOU MEAN I COULD DEAL WITH THIS? I COULD SEE HIM CHANGE? AND I SAID, ABSOLUTELY. AND THAT DIDN'T PLEASE THE PEOPLE WHO BROUGHT ME OVER TO TALK TO HER. BUT ANYWAY, SHE CAME TO WORK FOR ME. I STARTED DEALING WITH HER ON THESE EXACT THINGS. I USED THIS EXACT VERSE. AND I SAID, IT'S NOT WHAT HE IS DOING THAT'S THE PROBLEM. NOT TO SAY THAT WHAT HE WAS DOING WAS RIGHT. THIS this MAN HAD BROKEN THIS WOMAN'S NECK, HAD POURED HOT GREASE OVER HER, AND THEN THIS INSTANCE I WAS TALKING ABOUT, HE HAD TAKEN A BUTCHER KNIFE. AND um, I SAID, YES, HE'S DOING THINGS THAT ARE WRONG. YES, YOU'RE FREE TO LEAVE. AND, and THERE'S NO CONDEMNATION. YOU KNOW, YOU NEED TO THINK ABOUT YOUR CHILDREN AND PROTECT THEM AND DO WHAT YOU GOT TO DO. BUT SHE REALLY WANTED TO STAY AND MAKE THE THING WORK. AND I SAID, HERE'S THE WAY YOU DO IT. AND I SAID, GET TO LOOKING AT THINGS FROM HIS PERSPECTIVE. WHY IS THIS MAN SO BITTER? WHAT IS IT THAT'S MADE HIM THE WAY THAT HE IS? AND THIS WOMAN STARTED PRAYING AND ASKING GOD TO HELP HER SEE THINGS FROM HIS PERSPECTIVE. AND AGAIN, IT'S A MUCH LONGER STORY THAN WHAT I'VE GOT TIME TO RELATE. BUT AS SHE WENT BACK AND STARTED LOOKING AT THINGS FROM HIS PERSPECTIVE, THIS GUY WAS BORN IN PUERTO RICO. HE WAS DEDICATED TO THE DEVIL AT BIRTH. THEY KILLED A CHICKEN AND PUT BLOOD OVER HIM, AND IT WAS AN OCCULT TYPE OF THING. HE WAS RAISED IN THE OCCULT. HE COULD LEVITATE TABLES. HE COULD LEAVE HIS BODY AND PROJECT HIMSELF OTHER PLACES. and. THERE WAS A LOT OF DEMONIC STUFF GOING ON IN HIS LIFE. BUT WHEN SHE STARTED PRAYING ABOUT IT, AND GOD, HELP ME TO SEE THINGS. WHY IS HE DOING WHAT HE'S DOING? SHE SAW THAT HE WAS RAISED THIS WAY. HE WAS DEDICATED TO THE DEVIL FROM BIRTH. AND SHE ACTUALLY STARTED FEELING LOVE AND COMPASSION FOR HIM. AND LONG, LONG STORY, BUT BASICALLY, SHE FINALLY TALKED HIM INTO GOING AND GETTING COUNSELING, AND HE WENT TO A MAN WHO WAS A FRIEND OF MINE, A MAN THAT I KNEW. AND THEY WENT IN FOR COUNSELING. HE ASKED THE MAN, FIRST OF ALL, WHAT HAS HAPPENED? WHAT'S THE PROBLEM IN THIS MARRIAGE? AND THE MAN LIED, AND EVERYTHING HE HAD DONE TO THE WOMAN, 
HE WOUND UP ACCUSING HER OF DOING TO HIM. HE SAID, SHE'S BROKEN MY NECK. SHE'S POURED HOT GREASE OVER ME. SHE'S TAKEN A BUTCHER KNIFE TO ME. AND HE JUST LIED. AND ANYWAY, THIS COUNSELOR, A GUY WHO'S A FRIEND OF MINE, HE WAS A GOOD MAN. HE ONLY LISTENED TO ONE SIDE OF THE STORY. AND HE GOT SO MAD, HE TOLD THE MAN, HE SAYS, YOU DIVORCE THIS WOMAN. GET RID OF HER RIGHT NOW. AND THE WIFE HAD TO CALM THE COUNSELOR DOWN AND SAY, LOOK, THERE'S ALWAYS TWO SIDES TO EVERY STORY. LET'S ASK THE WOMAN WHAT HER STORY IS. AND SO HE CALMED HIMSELF DOWN AND HE SAID, ALL RIGHT, YOU KNOW, WHAT'S, what's YOUR STORY? AND SO let me, LET ME FIRST OF ALL MAKE THIS POINT. IF YOU WERE IN MARRIAGE COUNSELING AND IF YOUR MATE SAID ABOUT YOU EVERYTHING THAT THEY HAD BEEN DOING AND IF THEY LIED AND TRANSPOSED ALL OF THAT TO YOU, HOW MANY OF YOU WOULD HAVE EVEN LET HIM SAY THOSE THINGS WITHOUT INTERRUPTING AND TRYING TO JUSTIFY YOURSELF? I DON'T SEE VERY MANY HANDS. Right now, I can guarantee you the vast majority of people wouldn't have allowed that. We would have jumped in. We would have been arguing and defending ourselves right in front of the marriage counselor. But this woman, she allowed her husband just to rail on her and say whatever he wanted. When it came her time, instead of her defending herself, promoting herself, and accusing him, she said, I used to think that he was my problem, but God has shown me it's what's on the inside of me that made me so hurt and so offended by the things he did. And she said, I've let the Lord heal me, and I'm just believing that God is helping me to love him the way that Christ, you know, the church is supposed to love Christ and obey Christ. And so anyway, the marriage counselor says, that's it, divorce her, and he kicked him out. AND DID YOU KNOW WHEN THEY GOT OUT TO THE CAR, THE MAN WAS PHYSICALLY SHAKING. THE MAN LOOKED AT THE WIFE AND HE SAID, WHY DIDN'T YOU DEFEND YOURSELF? WHY DIDN'T YOU EXPLAIN WHAT WAS GOING ON? AND SHE TOLD HIM, SHE SAYS, I WENT TO THE LORD AND GOD HAS HEALED MY HEART. AND I HONESTLY DON'T HAVE ANY UNFORGIVENESS OR BITTERNESS TOWARDS YOU. SHE SAID, I CAME HERE TO GET YOU HELP. AND IF RUNNING ME DOWN AND LYING ABOUT ME HELPS YOU, SHE SAYS, THAT'S FINE. I CAME HERE FOR YOU. GOD'S ALREADY HELPED ME. AND DID YOU KNOW WHAT THAT DID? THAT MAN BECAME SO AFRAID OF HER. HE SAYS, THE POWER INSIDE OF YOU IS GREATER THAN THE POWER IN ME. AND HE ACTUALLY LEFT HOME FOR A WHILE. I THINK IT WAS a, a MATTER OF MONTHS, SIX MONTHS OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT. AND DURING THIS TIME, SHE KEPT PRAYING FOR HIM, BRINGING THE KIDS OUT OF THE BASEMENT, TRYING TO GET THEM WHOLE AND HEALTHY. AND THEN HE GOT BORN AGAIN, CAME BACK HOME, AND THEN THEY HAD PROBLEMS. RIGHT WHEN I LEFT THAT AREA, THEY HAD PROBLEMS BECAUSE HE WANTED TO BE A PREACHER AND GO TO RAMA BIBLE TRAINING CENTER, AND SHE DIDN'T WANT TO BE A PREACHER'S WIFE. BUT THAT'S HOW TRANSFORMED THAT WHOLE SITUATION WAS BECAUSE SHE QUIT LOOKING AT EVERYTHING JUST THROUGH THE LENS OF, THIS IS HURTING ME. WHAT ABOUT ME? WHAT ABOUT SELF? AND SHE BEGAN TO START CONSIDERING HIM. AND BECAUSE OF IT, THE LOVE OF GOD FLOWED THROUGH HER, JUST LIKE IT SAYS IN uh, 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 13, VERSE 8, LOVE NEVER FAILS. IN VERSE 7, IT SAYS, LOVE HOPES ALL THINGS, BELIEVES ALL THINGS, ENDURES ALL THINGS. LOVE WILL ALLOW YOU TO ENDURE HOPE AND BELIEVE. IF YOU'RE SAYING, I'VE JUST REACHED THE END OF MY ROPE, I CAN'T STAND IT ANYMORE. WHAT YOU'RE SAYING IS YOU ARE DOING IT IN YOURSELF. WHEN YOU LAY SELF DOWN AND SAY, GOD, I GIVE IT TO YOU, AND YOU TURN IT OVER, GOD'S KIND OF LOVE WILL ENDURE ANYTHING. IT WILL HOPE IN ANY SITUATION. YOU'LL NEVER LOSE YOUR HOPE. YOU'LL STILL BE ABLE TO BELIEVE. YOU'LL STILL BE ABLE TO ENDURE ANYTHING THAT COMES AGAINST YOU. 
I'M TELLING YOU, GOD'S ABILITY IS FAR, FAR, FAR BEYOND OUR ABILITY. AND WHEN YOU ARE DOING THINGS IN YOUR OWN STRENGTH, WHEN YOU ARE OPERATING IN PRIDE, WHICH IS NOT JUST ARROGANCE, AND IT'S NOT DEBASING YOURSELF, IT'S JUST BEING GOD-DEPENDENT. YOU'VE CAST YOUR CARE OVER ON HIM. YOU ARE LETTING HIM LIVE THROUGH YOU, AND YOU ARE LOOKING AT THINGS THROUGH THE EYES OF GOD INSTEAD OF THROUGH YOUR OWN EYES. JESUS WAS HANGING ON THE CROSS. MOST PEOPLE WOULD BE CURSING THE PEOPLE WHO HAD SPIT IN HIS FACE, WHO HAD MOCKED HIM, PUT A CROWN OF THORNS UPON HIM, WHIPPED HIM, MOCKED HIM AND SAYING, IF YOU'RE THE CHRIST, COME DOWN. I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, ALL OF US, THAT'S THE WAY THAT HUMAN NATURE WOULD BE. AND YET JESUS SAID, FATHER, FORGIVE THEM, FOR THEY KNOW NOT WHAT THEY DO. HE WAS EXTENDING MERCY TOWARDS THE VERY PEOPLE THAT WERE JUST MOCKING HIM AND INSULTING HIM AND INFLICTING UNTOLD DAMAGE ON HIM. DID YOU KNOW THAT YOU HAVE THAT KIND OF LOVE ON THE INSIDE OF YOU? GALATIANS 5, 22 AND 23, THE FRUIT OF THE SPIRIT IS LOVE, GOD'S KIND OF LOVE. IT'S THERE. YOU CAN LOVE PEOPLE THAT HATE YOU, BUT YOU CAN'T DO IT IF YOU LOOK AT THE WORLD THROUGH THE LENS OF SELF. IF YOU ARE CONSTANTLY TRYING TO PROTECT AND DEFEND AND PROMOTE SELF AND YOU HAVE TAKEN RESPONSIBILITY TO TAKE CARE OF YOURSELF, THEN YOU'RE GOING TO FEEL THREATENED AND YOU WILL STRIKE BACK AT ANYTHING OR ANYONE WHO COMES AGAINST YOU. BUT WHEN YOU GIVE YOURSELF OVER TO GOD AND SAY, GOD, MY LIFE IS YOURS. I'M A LIVING SACRIFICE. DO WITH ME WHATEVER YOU WANT TO DO. THEN GOD WILL BECOME YOUR DEFENDER. YOU KNOW, IF I HAD TIME, I COULD GIVE YOU STORY AFTER STORY AFTER STORY. I'VE HAD A NATIONAL MINISTER THAT BRANDED ME AS THE SLICKEST CULT THAT HAD EVER BEEN ALONG, AND I MEAN INSULTED ME, DID A LOT OF DAMAGE. MY STAFF WAS SITTING ON THE FRONT ROW WHEN THEY SAID THIS. AND YET, DID YOU KNOW, I JUST CHOSE TO LOVE THAT PERSON. I ACTUALLY SENT THEM AN OFFERING WHEN THEY GOT INTO TROUBLE AND SENT OUT A LETTER TO THEIR WHOLE MAILING LIST. I SUPPORTED THEM. I HELPED THEM. I MINISTERED TO THEM. AND ABOUT 20 YEARS LATER, AND I'd ne- I'VE NEVER TOLD THEIR NAME. YOU DON'T KNOW WHO I'M TALKING ABOUT, BUT y- IF I WAS TO CALL THEIR NAME, YOU'D KNOW EXACTLY WHO I'M TALKING ABOUT. ABOUT 20 YEARS LATER, WE WERE ON A TELEVISION PROGRAM TOGETHER, AND I WAS WONDERING HOW THIS WAS GOING TO GO. THEY CAME IN, AND WE WERE SITTING IN THE GREEN ROOM BEFORE WE WENT ON TELEVISION, AND THEY SAID, MAN, I WATCH YOU EVERY DAY ON TELEVISION. I AM SO BLESSED BY YOUR MINISTRY. THEY GAVE ME THEIR PERSONAL PHONE NUMBER. THEY ASKED JAMIE AND ME TO COME AND SPEND TIME AT THEIR HOME IF I EVER NEEDED TIME OFF, AND THEY'VE MINISTERED AT MY BIBLE COLLEGE NOW. GOD SUPERNATURALLY PUT THE THING TOGETHER, AND I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THAT IS NOT NORMAL. IN THE NATURAL, WHEN SOMEBODY ACCUSES YOU OF BEING A CULT AND SAYS THESE TERRIBLE THINGS, YOU WANT TO DEFEND YOURSELF, BUT I JUST CHOSE TO TURN THE OTHER CHEEK AND BLESS THEM. AND BECAUSE OF IT, GOD RESTORED THE RELATIONSHIP. WE NOW HAVE A GREAT RELATIONSHIP. I THINK THAT THAT IS AWESOME. AND THAT CAN HAPPEN FOR ANY PERSON, BUT IT WON'T HAPPEN IF YOU RESPOND IN YOURSELF. IF YOU ARE OUT TO PROMOTE YOURSELF, DEFEND YOURSELF, JUSTIFY YOURSELF, ALWAYS YOU'VE GOT TO BE RIGHT. YOU'VE GOT TO PROVE YOURSELF RIGHT. MAN, YOU JUST NEED TO RUN UP A WHITE FLAG AND SURRENDER AND BECOME A LIVING SACRIFICE AND LET GOD LIVE THROUGH YOU. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? YOU'LL GET MORE GRACE, WHICH WILL PRODUCE MORE FAVOR. THAT'S THE TITLE OF THIS BRAND NEW BOOK THAT I'VE GOT OUT. I'D LIKE TO ENCOURAGE YOU TO PLEASE GET IT. I PROMISE YOU IT WOULD MAKE A HUGE DIFFERENCE. I'VE GOT IT IN CD AND IN DVD. AND IF YOU REQUEST THAT BOOK, CD OR DVD, WE WILL GIVE YOU THIS AS A GIFT, SELF-CENTEREDNESS 
the source of all grief. I tell you, this has set thousands and thousands of people free. Listen to our announcer as he gives you the information, and then please call or write today. Andrew's teaching, More Grace, More Favor, is available as a brand new book or as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Or you can get the More Grace, More Favor package, which includes the book and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $50, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $35. Also today, Andrew has a bonus offer. You can request the Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief booklet for free when you order either the book, CD, or DVD album from Andrew's new teaching, More Grace, More Favor. The free booklet is limited to one free per household and is only available in the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these teachings. If you haven't yet partnered with us, I'd like to encourage you to pray about it. And then if the Lord says so, join with us because we are taking the gospel not only through television, but we've got over 70 uh, different locations around the world, offices, I think in 16 different nations. Uh, we have uh, probably 8,000 students going through Karis Bible College at any time with over 8,000 graduates. We're pumping out millions and millions of free material through our website, over 200,000 free hours of material on our website. And we're just reaching all around the world. We couldn't do it without partners. And so I would like to ask you to pray about it. If you want to make a difference, I believe that this is a good ministry. You'll get a great return, not only in heaven, but in this life, you'll receive a hundredfold. So join with us and become a partner with Andrew Womack Ministries today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events. God has brought us here to change all of us. Every person here, this is one of the major things you're looking for is change in your life. Changing growing, experiencing the supernatural testimonies of God within your life. Karis has made an enormous impact to me. It has opened up doors that I could have never have opened myself. All of those dreams and desires that you've had in your heart, and you can learn how to step out of Karis Bible College and immediately begin your vision or your business or whatever it is you want to do. At this point, and it's only been two years, 
I can't imagine going through life without this anymore. The greatest thing you will ever do is renew your mind by the Word of God. You're going to get laser focused on your purpose and on your gifts and on your calling, and you're going to go out and change the world. Amen? You can determine your destiny. Join us on October 5th for a special Truth and Liberty broadcast as Andrew joins Tony Perkins, E.W. Jackson, Bill Federer, Janet Boynes, and General Jerry Boykin to discuss the importance of the upcoming election and why you need to vote your values. This is a critical election. We have to vote. But as Christians, it's more than a right. It's a responsibility. And I'm committed to making sure that we save the United States of America. 